the marinade. There's no O in marinade. Let's try it one more time. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> the marinade. Marrow. Marrow. Marinade. Bone marinade. The marinade. The marinade. With Jason Earl. Welcome to The Marinade with Jason Earl, a free-flowing conversation about the creative process with creative people. This is episode 118, and our guest is Isaac Gibson. Isaac is the principal songwriter and lead singer for the band 49 Winchester. The band's unique brand of country music has taken them to the Ryman stage, the late show with Stephen Colbert, in front of growing crowds and beyond. Rolling Stone has described Gibson as possessing a chill-inducing howl that's not far off from Chris Stapleton's. Y'all, the opportunities and hype are well-deserved. This band is for real. 49 Winchester's latest record is called Fortune Favors the Bold, and you will no doubt find it on plenty of 2022 year-end lists for very good reason. We caught up with Isaac via Zoom while he was off the road and back home in Virginia. It is my great pleasure, everyone, to bring you my conversation with Isaac Gibson. To a guy like me that ain't never had nothing but a dream and a guitar. This road dog itch that won't quit bothering me. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, dude. How's it going? Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, man. My, my, my pleasure. Let me see if I can get the audio right here. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yep, I think I got you just right. Awesome. Dude, I really appreciate this. Nice. I, I, um, you know, I, I'm relatively new to your music at, like, it's y'all are one of those bands that like everybody goes oh man you got you got to check out 49 winchester oh man you got to check them out and 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 it's on my list of things to to do a deep dive on and and then i saw a a post on twitter where somebody had bought one of your hats and it didn't fit them and uh so they were trying to give this hat away they were just like it's a great hat but it just doesn't fit me and so i want to give it away and it was made by dome hats out of jacksonville florida and i was like oh shit all right, this is my perfect excuse to do the deep dive. And so I was like, all right, no more putting this off. I'm going to do my deep dive. So I jumped in and I started with the new record and I was just like, God damn, this is fresh. It feels so good. It's just great songwriting. And I love your voice. And uh, I just, it's just like, man, it takes me back home. It it makes me feel like growing up uh, listening to, um, especially like the first time that I, that, that my dad introduced me to Waylon Jennings. Like that was the first thing that came to mind to me was like that Killer. feeling, you know what I mean? Maybe not the exact same sound, but Love that it. feeling, right? So uh, so thank you for this incredible record and I'm excited to talk to you about it. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Um, man, I so I'm curious just to kind of zoom out a little bit and, and talk um, process generally and then kind of maybe drill down a little bit more. Um, for, what does... 
the writing process look like for you? Are you a sit down, do the work every day kind of guy? Well, what does it look like? No, no, I'm kind of the opposite, really. I, uh, I've never really had much of a dedicated writing process. It's always been something that's sort of just songs kind of hit me like a bolt of lightning. Mm. When they're good, they write themselves really quickly. And I'm just kind of always just sort of feel like I'm <laughs> the vessel in between once they come. Because when they come, they almost just sort of, I don't know, it's almost like vomiting them out in a way. Mm. They just kind of pour out. Um, I'm not sure why that is. I'm not sure how that is. But that's always been the way I've written songs. They usually... I'll, I'll have a I'll have an idea for a maybe the first line of a chorus or maybe I've got an idea for a melody that that starts the song or maybe I've got an idea for uh, a, a, a verse or whatever it is and I, it'll just usually expand from there and it, it's it's usually pretty rapid if they're any good most of, most of the best songs the songs that I feel like are the best songs that I've written yeah that's how they came about man just kind of strike me like a bolt of lightning out of nowhere all right that kind of guides me I too. really admire. I really yeah. admire people that do have a dedicated writing process. People that'll sit down for an hour a day or 30 minutes a day even or, or longer and and sit down and, and cultivate and hone their craft. But I, I've always just kind of been a if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of guy. And that's that's just sort of how my process is. So Yeah, well, it definitely ain't broke. I like so I'm all right. So that, that maybe takes me to a kind of deeper place than I expected to go right off the bat, but I'm totally comfortable getting there because one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was as I'm doing this research, as I'm listening to these songs, as I'm spending time with these records, um, there's almost something like uh, there's like this an improbability to your your existence and your rise as a band, as I see it from the outside. You guys are all from the same place. You're from a tiny little place uh, at that. Um, your, 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 your band is named after the, the address where you grew up and kind of formed together. And it's the perfect fucking name for a band. And it fits you all so perfectly. Um, clearly, when you listen to these records, the chemistry is there. You're writing songs like a bolt of lightning. Um, you, how, all that just seems like almost too good to be true, right? It's like... Is do you do you think there's something like magical or cosmic happening there? Do you believe in that kind of thing? That sort of things I mean, are I meant felt, to be. I felt, I felt like that from the beginning. We've been big on going with our gut. We've had a lot of really great things. Um, I can't say fall into our lap because it's that 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 sort of demeans all the work that we put into it. But we've had some really good things, um, come into place for us really easily uh, that have added up to a lot of that success. Like you know, find a new West, you know, we, we weren't shopping the record around. We were going to release this record independently. Uh, we had all intentions of doing that until the perfect record label for 49 Winchester came knocking on the door. Uh, same thing with our, our agent and our, our, our management team and everybody, everything has always felt like it was meant to be. So we just keep, we just keep following that, that gut instinct, man. And good things are happening because of it. Man, that's great. Well, it sounds like the the hard work also, and, and this came out in the research getting ready for this too, the hard work and the hardworking kind of ethos, not just the fact that you're doing the work, but that you kind of, it seems to be at the core of, of what you do as a band and, and the music that you make that, you know, uh, the, the BJ Barham line that the harder you work, the luckier you get kind of thing comes to mind. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. I feel that I feel that way. We have from day one. I mean, that's always been our our way of handling business. Is we we 
it's a very blue collar approach. Put your hard hat on. It's time to go to work. You know what I mean? Whether it's a, a, a day of a live show or a day in the studio or whatever it might be, we take a very workmanlike kind of approach to it, I think. And I think that's just a product of where we're from. You know what I mean? We come from a place where there's not a whole lot of uh, economic opportunity. Uh, there's not a whole lot of advantage or, or, or privilege economically that, that people have in this part of the world. And you got to get out there and, and bust your ass and, and, and take a big swing at it to really make anything happen where we're from. And we knew that from the jump, we knew that we weren't going to immediately go, Hey, let's all quit our jobs and move to Nashville next mm -hmm. week and try to get this thing off the ground. We knew that we, it was going to be a slow burn and we knew that we were going to be based out of right here in Russell County, Virginia, you know, the, the heart of Appalachia, right in the dead middle, the middle of nowhere. We're 150 miles away from any real populace at all, you know, Knoxville, mm -hmm. Roanoke, that's really the closest two cities. Uh, we knew it would have its own unique limitations and its own unique advantages. And I think the great advantage to it is that it's kept us in touch with who we are. Mm. Uh, it's, it's kept us genuine. It's kept us uh, fresh and, and continuing to be ourselves. And that's, that's really important to me too. Man, that is, that's wonderful. And I, I'm, so I'm interested in that place and I'm, I'm interested in place all at, in general and and then the impact that place has on creativity that place in general has on creativity um were you growing up i i I've read a couple of interesting anecdotes about like well i saw you playing uh, a video of you playing lyle lovitz if i had a boat which is one of my favorites of his and a song that has been in my life for so long and then a, a story you told about um your, I think it was your dad having a VHS tape of Travis Tripp, Marty Stewart, and Hank Jr. doing uh, Eyes of Whalen at the Opry. That was Tim. Oh, okay. It wasn't piano, you. Piano okay. player, yeah. All right, all right. Same, well, same, same deal, though. I mean, go ahead. Well, I'm wondering about what it's like around you. Like, are, are the are, are you growing up with um, folks around you introducing you to music? Did you have that influence? Were there records laying around? Yeah. What is that? What was yeah, that? Yeah, like? for sure. That was, you know, I grew up in a time where the vast majority of the music that I've consumed has been via the Internet. So uh, my, my parents were not really like, you know, avid record collectors or uh, my mom always loved music. My mom's a great singer, uh, but my dad's side of the family really has no musical background at all. Nobody plays, nobody sings. Um, but I, I, I grew up listening to a lot of different types of music that was sort of... Um, brought into my life through you know people who were close to me my sister uh my parents uh, uh just not as much of it in the home as much i don't remember really just sitting around hearing a lot of music at home even though now at my parents house there's music on constantly but growing up it was mostly me hunkered down in my room discovering things on my own and i think that that's uh and I, I, there's a lot of those different avenues of influence that we've incorporated in our music you know what i mean i mean we all we grew up we went through metalhead phases we went through mm -hmm. i want to be a punk rocker phase we went through i mean you know we're kids that were born in the mid 90s we all went through the same kind of phases and listened to a lot of the same music and that stuff still has an influence on what we do today even though we're a country band you know what i mean yeah there's a the wonderful um i actually just tweeted about it there's a wonderful interview that chipman midnight did with with you for the big takeover where you talked about you kind of mused like maybe a, a a sludgy southern stoner record as you put it um yeah that I, just seems like it would be so much damn fun man anytime those worlds collide like I, yeah man i love that 
especially as somebody who also grew up like grew up in the 90s on on grunge and country like anytime those worlds collide like i, I used to love uh the t hardy morris project uh, dead confederate man that shit it was just like this is country music but it's grunge and it's just it's southern and it feels just like oh this yeah, is man. everything i grew up on you know Are, sure is there a notebook full of like Isaac's ideas about uh what a, a, a sludgy stoner southern stoner record would look like have you made any attempt at this <laughs> not not any like finite concrete plans we've it, it, our usually if we get together and rehearse somebody winds up turning the amps way up uh somewhere in the latter third or quarter of practice and we wind <laughs> up in some kind of big slow minor key uh sludgy thick southern fried heavy metal jam but <laughs> oh my god i want this to happen so bad man that sounds absolutely well, we incredible just, i mean it's this you know it's 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 all a part of letting we've always been attracted to country bands and always wanted to be a country band that that had a little more than just country music to it you know what i mean if that mm -hmm. makes any sense i've always sure. loved country artists that were able to blend other influences in and and that's what we do still today so yeah man who knows maybe the sixth or seventh record <laughs> might have some <laughs> laney amps and gibson explorers or something yeah well i think you know i don't want to get too deep into the genre weeds but i i do think the new record feels more country to me than the other stuff if it feels like more like a country record i don't know if that's intentional or if you see that sure. too but um, it does feel more like that. And like I said, it, it harkens back to a lot of things that first caught my attention when I, when I was kind of coming of age and, and, and learning who I, who I was as a person and, and that being informed by the music that I was consuming. I think that's why I connected to this record fortune favors the bold. And I think that's why a lot of folks connect to it. Um, not just folks of a certain age, but that it, um, it is, it, it feels like, the kind of country music I want to hear. Like y'all should be the biggest country band in the world. You know, <laughs> that kind of that feel like y'all should be blowing up country radio. That kind of feeling um, is, is how oh, I man. felt about the music. So. Um, That's a great thing, man. I love when people can hear what we're doing and latch on to it and see that it's different and admire it in that way and say, man, this is fresh and, and new and this is what I want to hear. So yeah, man, thanks. We appreciate it. For sure, for sure. Um, Y'all have kind of like exploded to some extent. I mean, you've been doing this a while, so maybe it doesn't feel like that to you. But in terms of like, you know, the, the crowds that you're that you're drawing, the kind of bills you're on. I mean, you're you're playing with some really big, big name bands. Um, how comfortable are you with that rise and with how things are going in terms of like, you know, playing bigger and bigger rooms, obviously you want to be successful, but how does it feel sure. for you? I mean, it feels great. It feels like, um, it feels like it has come along at the right time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know that we, um, again, I just feel like it's meant to be, we've all, all matured a lot in the last, you know, nine years of doing this, you know, we've been doing this since we graduated high school. So, uh, wow. it's nine years this fall. Um, wow. We feel like we've matured a lot. We've grown a lot. We're able to handle this success and this 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 little uptick of uh, stardom that we've started to see. We're able to handle it better, I think, and 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 appreciate it more than we would have had we gotten that jump right off the bat. So, 
to finally feel it all come together and see the, the fruits of your labor really, you know, in a tangible way. It's, it's amazing, man. It's been, it's been a great year. 23 is looking even better. Got a lot of big announcements for 23 Hell coming yeah. pretty soon. So Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. You can't tease any of those here exclusively on the Marinade, can you? Right. Uh, well, I, I can tease them, but I'm not sure how much teasing I can do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sure uh, definitely can go. But it's, yeah, in the coming enough. months or so, you'll, there, there'll be some, some cool stuff come out for sure. That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm so happy for y'all. Um, okay. So the really interesting thing you brought up there. And that is the idea that you, you're, you've been doing this since you graduated from high school, that period of life. Um, when I look back on that period in my life, it is a period of profound growth and, uh, intense changes. The person I was from the time I graduated from high school to that next, that whole decade is just it, 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 it's a blur looking back on it, but it, it, it so much happened and so much changed in my life. Friends that I was close with, we fell apart. I made new relationships. Those ended. Sure. How do you guys like, are you able to process y'all staying together? Not only staying together, but staying together as a band, continuing to grow creatively. Are you able to, to kind of keep that in perspective? Yeah, I think it's, I think that through all the growth and change that's taken place since our start, the one thing that we've been able to keep constant and rely on has been this band. Mm. So we've let all of those changes and all of that, all of those, those, um, we let all those changes shine through and in, in what we do on stage and who we are as people. Now, if you meet us backstage or you meet us wherever. So, yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's an age of, I think in most people's lives when there's a lot of, uh, like you said, a lot of intense change and, and shifting of things. And, you know, we've, we've all lived through that since we've joined this band. Uh, and the, the, the one thing that's really, I think kept us glued together through all of it has been each other, which is cool. So it's good to have a group of guys like this to play with. It's a, it's a rarity. And it's, I see now that I've been in the business for this many years, years that it's 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 a very uncommon thing to get this a group of guys with this much uh admiration and and desire to help and and support one another uh people that really care about each other we all go to bat for each other in every sense of the word and we always have since day one so i think throughout all the changes and the twists and turns man 49 has been you know how we've sort of coped with it that's so wonderful. Have have you learned any lessons about maintaining relationships and and how how to how to sort of nurture those relationships in that time with the band? Oh yeah, certainly, certainly. I feel like when we started, I mean, I don't feel like it. I know it. When we started this band, we were kids. I mean, we really were. We were vagrant, uh, uh, transient kids that that would sleep on any couch that we could find. Uh, we 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 partied quite a bit mm-hmm. uh we stayed up many many nights till three or four o'clock in the morning doing stuff we shouldn't do and playing guitars by a campfire or uh, a wood stove or a, a coffee table and uh, a lot has changed for sure we've grown up a lot we've 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 all you know now two of us have children in the band mm. uh so i mean this has grown into a, a 49 itself has grown into something that's even more important now than it ever was because it's 
it's now how we feed our families and it's how we, you know, hopefully are going to send our children to college one day and our grandchildren, uh, you know, we want that. So, uh, couldn't, couldn't ask for a better group of guys to do it with. Man, you know, the cliche of the, the rock star who settles down, you know, and gets married, has kids, uh, the folks who get, um, sober and like, you know, people complaining about them, not making as good of an art is just so ridiculous to me. Cause it, it seemed in my experience, especially with the kind of people that I talk to, it's, it's the exact opposite where the, the records get better once they get more grounded, you know, once the kids there, sure. you know, I mean, I, I could rattle off dozens of people who were making good music before, but once they got that, that grounding and I've, I've seen it in my own life and, and that my own creativity, like as my life becomes more grounded, it, to me, it just takes out a, a, a a variable you know like there's this wild card that was that was in the way before of me getting shit done that it isn't there anymore and i'm much more able to get things done and my head's clear because i have more sense of a purpose yeah. you know sure absolutely that's a great that's a great point you know uh the more the more the more purpose that that you have the more responsibility that you have the more you want to fight for something like this because it's a really cool way uh, to make a living, man. It, it really is. We know how lucky we are to be able to do this and, and pay our bills by sharing songs with people. Uh, and we're looking forward to, you know, making, making a whole lot more of it. So. Yeah, that's great, man. So, okay. So looking back at it so far, you know, you got a lot left in you, but looking back at it so far, this whole 49. Sorry thing. about that. You'll have to run that back by me. You broke up a little bit. Oh, okay. Do you have me now? Am I coming through clear? Oh, now you're frozen. Are you back? I can hear you. Yeah, I got you now. You got me? Yep, I think so. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, So I was saying, looking back at the whole 49 thing so far, you got a lot left in you, but, but this point in, in the band's career, if somebody was making a documentary about 49 Winchester, what are two or three scenes that would need to be in there to tell the story of the band. I mean, if I think about it in that way, I would, I would have to think about the, the high, the big high points is what I would love to see the most. Uh, the big moments of, of that felt like enormous wind in our sails, um, which we've had a lot of this year. It's felt like, yeah. um, the first the first eight or nine years feel like they might be 30 minutes of that documentary <laughs> and this last year this this last year could take up four or five hours maybe just like make a cool news every other day uh, just make a one year in 49's life documentary instead highlight tape <laughs> <laughs> man i think that when, when i think about moments that that solidified us as a band that was that was doing something great and and big groups of people acknowledging it. I think that Floyd Fest last year felt like kind of a breakout moment for us that led to a lot of um, a lot of wind in our sails. And I think that a year later, Floyd Fest again. Henry, those were times that were very emotional and very satisfying. And I wish I could relive them. <laughs> 
Oh, dude, you froze on me there for a little while. And then at the end, you're saying very emotional. And I'm like, damn it. What did he supposed to be saying? Very emotional. I said very, very emotional and very satisfying. And I wish I could relive them. So. Well, I know. But what I missed the moments that you froze during. during, during oh, did the, you? Yeah. Goodness. So you're talking about Floyd. Well, it Fest. Was, yeah. Floyd Fest last year. It felt like a kind of coming of age thing. Um, crowds were big. Crowds were loud. It felt like what we had been working towards. Um Bristol Rhythm and Roots this past year was a really, really big one. I got to make it up there. Five or six or 7,000 people on on State Street stage, just raging. It was a lot of fun. Uh, And our Opry Opry and Ryman both were were big ones for us that really, uh, it just made us feel like they'd finally let us in. You know what I mean? Interesting. And that's cool because there's a door that you have to, there's a door in front of you as a band the whole time that you're in your formative years. And sometimes somebody opens it and you walk through and sometimes you just got to kick the some bitch in. And I felt like we had done one of the two <laughs> with those moments. So, <laughs> Oh, I think that's, that's so beautiful, man. The, I mean, the right, like the Ryman has to be, I just, Oh, it's crazy. Just going there was like the coolest thing yeah. for me. And just, uh, I, I can only imagine what you felt like up on that stage. It was, it was unbelievable. Um, the Ryman was really cool because it was, it was, it was our first show with Turnpike, which is a big deal. I mean, mm-hmm. Turnpike is, is they're legends, you know what I mean? At this point now. Yeah. And uh, they do it right they're, They They play great country music and they bring a great fan base out wherever they come. Mm-hmm. And uh, to see that, to see their fan base admire what we were doing so much was, was a big, big honor. Uh, especially at a place like the Ryman where you know you're going to come out and deliver you know it's going to sound great you know your mix on stage is great you know everything's going to be cool um it it was it was a lot of fun man and then we got a (laughs) we got a double standing ovation at that set which was another kind of cool moment that sort of took my breath away I think it was partially because uh the LD kind of lit up part of the crowd a little bit early and they were like oh that's the end of the set (laughs) I'll take it man double standing I'll take it (laughs) <laughs> that's incredible you can't ask for much more awesome. than that right like yeah, it was oh, really, oh my it god was a really cool night. Dude, and then the I, opry was the opry was even cooler uh if i had to say i mean it was just a the the whole opry experience is it's pretty unbelievable it's kind of the disney world of country music you know what i mean like yeah you go there and you get to see except instead of mickey mouse and donald duck it's vince gill and randy travis you know? <laughs> it's pretty it was pretty cool that was vince was the first guy i saw when i got off stage uh got to shake his hand he said said we sounded good awesome Uh, i just kind of stood there with my with my jaw (laughs) open and probably looked like a moron but maybe next time i meet him i'll get a chance to say some actual words uh met randy that night that was unbelievable uh it was just like i mean it was like a fairy tale it's like it's like a dream it really is so it was it was a great night for 49 got to shout my dad out on the mic who has been with us from day one cool. that drives for us and sells merch every night and uh has never missed a show nine years uh, dude so what a got, gift got to that is. At him. yeah he's the seventh man he always has been he's he's been there since since day one. Oh my gosh that that's special man that's yep. really 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 cool okay so kind of backing up you mentioned dad like are at what point did you yourself know like, cause you have a, you have a special voice. You have a, a voice that, that cuts through, cuts above uh, the, the noise. You know, it's, it's, um, 
it's uh remarked about quite a bit in in pieces written about the band at what point did you know you could sing and and also all right maybe i got kind of a special thing here i mean i guess it was the first the first time that i ever sang i just said this earlier today actually in a interview with our local paper uh the first time that i ever sang in front of people besides my bandmates was the first 49 winchester show ever that we had never i was a i was a in the locked away in my room kind of guitar player and singer all through high school never was in a band never played with anybody else really um i was sort of reclusive about it uh you know in most of my life growing up and even into my late teens after we'd started the band you know 19 years old 20 years old you know i thought that more than likely i was going to be a carpenter i was going to do the same thing my family's done for five generations here in russell county virginia mm -hmm. uh but i think there was a point when I mean, people, people always are, if, if you're pretty talented, people will usually let you know that they'll say, Oh, you sing great. you got a great voice. You got this and that. And you just kind of take it with a grain of salt and you don't really pay attention to them until some of the right people start to start to say it. And I think that when we got, when we started being, when we started seeing ourselves coming up through the ranks of local bands um, and, 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 and having other musicians sort of give us, you know, uh, positive feedback i think that's when i started to see it more than anything else was just you know other musicians that i at the time thought you're better than me what are you talking about yeah so it, it kind of took some kind of took some doing for me to come into my own as a performer and as a singer definitely i'm a different vocalist altogether now than i was when we made our first record um but like i said we were just kids then man that's all that's that's all we had it's all we knew it was just uh, us uh pouring our hearts out and that's still what we're doing today we're just a lot better at it now <laughs> <laughs> well how so you when you say you're a different you're a different singer like were you have you like taken lessons are you just growing no. as a person like what what led i think to that? part of it's just the physiology of your voice changing as you get older and and yeah, yeah. you know but most people don't sound exactly the same way when they're 19 as they do when they're 29 sure. so a decade of, of singing a lot a decade of uh a decade of a lot of practice i guess although no lessons or anything like that uh just a decade of doing it with the best practice there is which is a live show mm. i think that's really what's done it it's just uh sort of learning uh i think i think i could have probably got a jump on the learning curve had i, had I decided to, to do lessons and things like that but <clears throat> those things are the things that they're going to teach in terms of vocal technique i feel like now are things that have just kind of come to me naturally and it's just sort of how to control my breath and how to sing from different places in the head or the diaphragm or all those things. So I think it's just something that that's just come naturally to me instead, uh, instead of some real concerted effort to try to be a better singer. Man, the more you talk, the more I think this whole thing is cosmically ordained in some way. Like, it, it, you know, it really feels like some sort of fucking magic from the cosmos. No, <laughs> it does it really does it feels like that a lot of days for us it's it's a pretty cool thing to be a, a part of it's always fun to be a part of something growing but when you feel like you're yeah. a part of something that 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 doesn't have a backstop you know what i mean when you feel like you're a part of something that can grow exponentially it's even more fun and we feel like that's we feel like that's what we're setting ourselves up to do is, is make a really big jump forward doing it our way which is important
I love that, man. And and it, it certainly from an outside perspective feels feels that way. Um and and it's exciting. Like I said, I'm relatively new to to diving into this thing, but I've been just pretty obsessively listening to your music for um, you know, a couple months now, especially as I get ready for this. And um and it does feel like you have a you have a special thing here and it's uh and it is going to continue to grow i when you come off the road like especially now as as things are starting to continuing to increase in terms of crowd size and and you've been touring quite a bit um are you able to decompress when you come off of something like that or are you like antsy ready to get back up on stage what does that look like i i take great I think that there's a whole lot of value in the time that I have at home to decompress, but I do find it hard to decompress and probably harder now than I used to because mm. it's longer runs at longer distances with shorter rest in between before you're back out. And now I feel almost like I'm on go mode every day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we've hit our stride. You know what I mean? We feel like we finally hit our stride and there's no real time to rest. So, um, but we do, I mean, we do all have different ways that we, that we, that we do use to decompress uh, when we get home. It's just that there's not a whole lot of time to do it these days. Mm. Uh, we always take some time off, uh, because I, I'm an avid deer hunter and fisherman. So I'll take some time off in the fall in October and November. I'll take some time off in the spring, uh, to, to capitalize on the white bass run, uh, at <laughs> a Doug, at a Douglas Lake in Tennessee. <laughs> And we go down there and waylay them every year. And, uh, but uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, the outdoors is pretty much how I do it. Uh, I spend a lot of time at home, uh, sitting on the couch with my, with my pets and my, uh, and my girlfriend or sitting in a deer stand. That's about all I ever do if I'm not playing music. I love how like humble you are about your voice and your band. And then, man, you're just like ready to jump into shit talking about bass fishing. You were like, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That was my first love. You know what I mean? I've always said yeah. that that's the, and I'm constantly looking for opportunities to fish and hunt when we're out on the road. Mm. Um, so that, 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 that was always the outdoors was my first love. That's, that's a, a great passion of mine. That, that's uh, a necessity in my happiness for sure. Nice. Yeah. So I, I, I want to be um, respectful of your time and I'm just so grateful for all of this that you've given me. We usually end on, um, on what you're getting down on, which is the art that has you inspired at the moment. It may be some music you've been listening to or a TV show or painting, or I don't know, a book you've been reading. What have you been consuming lately? And, um, I've been listening to a lot. We've just talked about Vince Gill earlier and I know this is, a lot of this a lot of his music now is 30 years old but i've been kind of taking a little deeper spin into some of Vince Gill's catalog and some older country artists from the the 90s and 80s mostly uh which is an era of country music that i haven't really i've been exposed to enough of it just as an element of pop culture to know a whole lot of it but i haven't spent a whole lot of time with dedicated listening to it my country music love has always been the seventies, the sixties and seventies. Mm-hmm. I was always a fan of older, older country stuff, but a lot of the stuff that some of these guys in the eighties and nineties were doing is really, really killer stuff with great writing and, and great guitar parts, especially from Vince. So uh, a lot of, a lot of Vince Gill lately, it seems like. 
He's incredible. I, I got to see Sean Camp recently and he plays Swanee, Spirit of the Swanee Music Park. Um, gotta be fun to see all there. Spirit of the Swanee Music Park every year. Um, and you know, Sean's yeah. written so many legendary songs. And I, I was uh hoping to catch up with him and it didn't work out, but I was doing some research just in case I got to. I got went back and listened to some of his records, and it's just like hit after hit, man. I mean, just like and they're great songs, you know, just these wonderful songs, and some of them. Yeah. We're, we're on his records and some of them other people cut and they're just, you know, just to this day, they hold up as, as really, really wonderful. So I can totally relate. Um, yeah, for sure. That's a great thing. I think, I think when songs are able to, to stand the test of time, that's a, that's a unique, uh, uh, whole, a whole different unique accolade to a songwriters to be able to write songs that translate you know literally generation to generation that's a special thing it's 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 i'm looking forward to seeing how people look at 49 songs in you know 25 or 30 years i would be shocked or the music of any of our contemporaries yeah tyler childers for that matter or somebody like that i'm I'm anxious to see what the the because it's becoming a part of music now that's that's it kind of started as this renegade outlaw rebel alt country revival thing uh, and now it's it's becoming culturally significant. It's that big. So, you know, I'm anxious to see what some of our legacies will be here a couple of decades down the road. I 100% agree with you that it, I think it's a, a special moment and and we're really fortunate to be living through it. And and I'm really fortunate to be able to interview folks that are that are making this music. I, I truly believe Fortune Favors the Bold will be one of those records that people 10, 20 years from now are going to be talking about as well. This really holds up. This is great songwriting. These guys can play. Oh, it's um it's got heart to it it's got everything it's it takes the simple and makes it and and helps it to and, and dives deeper but at the same time sometimes there's some really heavy concepts that then are distilled down to easier uh, uh more digestible which is i always want from music i always wanted to take all this shit that's going on in here and in here sure. and then distill it down to something that makes me make wanna, it make like, sense yeah make it make sense and that's what this record yeah, does i appreciate it Man, I'm so grateful for your time. This was awesome. Um, I really hope I get a chance to see you guys live. I missed you. I, I didn't get to make it to Americana Fest. I was supposed to get there and, and had family stuff. But one of these days soon, I want to want to catch y'all live. And I just, again, want to thank you for this record. I want to thank you for your time and energy here. Um, and I'm really, really excited to, to see what, what the next steps are for you because the future certainly seems incredibly bright. Thanks, man. I appreciate it big time. Thanks for your time today, Jason. Yeah, man. Have a have just a wonderful rest of your day, but thank you, Ivan. Isaac Gibson, y'all. Thank you so much, Isaac. Thank all of you for listening. 49winchester.com for all things 49 Winchester. Fortune favors the bold is the latest release from them. And again, it is great. The song you're hearing in this episode is All I Need from that very album. MarinadePodcast.com for all things The Marinade, including written pieces, uh, our photography, our online store, and so much more. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're even on kind of on TikTok. Subscribe and give us a five-star rating on your podcast app. Tell a friend about the show. These are all free ways to support The Marinade, and we're super grateful for each of those. Y'all, if you really like what we're doing, please consider joining our Patreon community, where for just a few bucks a month, you can gain access to Patreon-exclusive content, like our show Jason's Journey, where I talk about the moments that shape my creative life and provide a window into the process of making the marinade. I also 
post what I'm getting down on, which is an examination of the art that is inspiring me at the moment. We do that over on Patreon sometimes, and soon we're going to do this. We get together for Patreon happy hours on the old Zoom box, patreon.com slash podcast. if you are interested. If you want to support the show financially, but you don't want to commit to a monthly subscription, I get that. You can Venmo or PayPal us at the marinade. All the money goes right back into making the show. Uh, for example, we cover festivals. I want to give a huge plug, huge shout out to the Orange Blossom Review Festival in Lake Wales, Florida. Allison Russell is going to be there. Margot Price is going to be there. That's the first weekend in December. Last year, my great friend and collaborator, Jen Ross, and I went and had the time of our fucking lives, y'all. Um, just so many great artists. Uh, Lainey Jones, great friend of the show, is going to be playing. Cat Ridgeway, great friend of the show, is going to be playing. The Wood Brothers. It is an incredible lineup. Like, ridiculous. And it's so well done. Um, if you can't make it this year, mark your calendar for the first weekend in December next year. Um, they just, they treat you well. I mean, you know, I, I love every festival I've gotten to cover. No festival has treated press the way that that festival does. Seriously. Like shout out to Danielle, the publicist for the festival and everybody who is involved with that organization. It's awesome. So if you can make it, uh, in December, if you're, if you're in Florida, no excuse, make your plans. Uh, if you're not in Florida, look at maybe next year. You know, if you can't make it um, this year, they, they they crushed it last year and uh, and they're doing it again this year. So a uh, huge shout out to them. That's the kind of thing that that we use the money for the Patreon and from any tips that we get. That's where it goes. It goes to us, you know, getting down there, covering the festival, doing the work, producing content for you all so you can 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 feel like you're there if you're not there. Uh, we have so many other great things happening right now, and I'm so grateful for y'all. I just released my episode with Garrett T. Caps. We got Corey Brandon and Hayes Carl recorded and on the way. I got to catch up with those guys in person, and they're two of the best episodes we've ever done. Are you kidding me? Thank you so much, everybody. I really appreciate every single person who listens to this show, spreads the word, retweets, shares a story on Instagram. Whatever you can do, I really appreciate it. Thank you again and again. Until next time, go out and create something. Cheers, y'all.